What's good, football fans? Welcome back to the Fourth and a Mile podcast alongside my good friends, Brady, Bradley, and Jeremy. My name is Josh. We appreciate you all tuning in. Uh, we were just talking before we uh, started that the, the this year's Pro Bowl and it being like, you know, flag football uh, has been a nice change. And they, they've actually been able to, you know, play a little bit harder and been able to have a little bit, you know, better competition. What do you guys think about that? I actually really like the change to the Pro Bowl. I just think they're having a lot more fun. Uh, don't put pads on the players. They don't want to tackle each other. They're just there to have fun. Um, I know Josh Jacobs came out and said he wasn't a big fan of it, but, like, you get to play with some of the best players in the world and hang out with them for a week in Las Vegas. Like, it's all fun. I, I really like the change. I hope they continue to do this next year. Um, and it also doesn't hurt that Pat McAfee's on the the broadcast talking talking with Kirk Herbstreet. So, uh, Riley, Jeremy, what's your thoughts? It's a lot more competitive, which is good. Uh, you see these guys flying around, diving for balls, all that stuff. That doesn't happen when you have pads on. People are worried about unnecessary hits. I think it's the right move. If you're not going to do this in the, the middle of the season, like a an MLB All-Star game where it has Super Bowl implications, then this is the way to do it. Just get them together, have some fun, get the competitive juices going. I think anything with uh, Pat on the call is a good thing. That's fair. Uh, today's episode, you're probably wondering, hey, what can you talk about in your off week between the the Super Bowl and the NFC title game or the title games? Uh, well, we're going to do a coaching update. Uh, we're going to predict the Super Bowl. We're going to have scores and winners. Uh, we're going to do a little bit of dynasty talk. So a, a player from each position that you would buy or sell um, as far as dynasty is concerned. Um, and then we're going to start getting a little bit into draft talk. So uh, before we know it, it's going to be April and the uh, NFL draft is going to be here. So we're going to give our way too early big board for our top 10 players um, coming into the 2023 draft. So it's going to be a fun episode. Stick with us. Let's talk about the coaching updates quick. So, so far, um, two head coaches have been hired since our last episode. Um, Denver traded for and signed Sean Payton and uh, the Houston Texans got D'Amico Ryans. And then also, Right before we hopped on the pod, um, the Carolina Panthers signed uh, Ajiro Evero as their defensive coordinator, which is a big get for them. So thoughts on these coaching updates? Uh, where do we want to move forward with the, the coaching updates? I think the big one as of late is Evero um, going to Carolina. The Kind of the whole process, uh, Minnesota, among other teams, requested to interview him as a defensive coordinator. Denver essentially said, now nah, we're going to block that. No, thanks. And then they released him. And then right away he goes to Carolina. So he was definitely a coveted name, not only for coordinators, but also head coaches. So uh, just very interesting to see that one transpire so quick. Curious why they're not keeping him in Denver. I, uh, um, I know Sean Payton's going to want his own guys, but it seemed like a, you know, a very well-respected mind in that locker room. If somebody's not there, if somebody doesn't want to be there, it's tough to keep them there got to make sure they're committed to it so um fair point hopefully they don't get brian flores <laughs> let's just say that <laughs> oh my goodness that'd be thoughts on uh, D'Amico to houston really good move yeah it's great for houston our consensus number one coaching candidate right so yep. uh, good for them to to get a guy who played there um, I'll be interested to know who he brings in as an offensive coordinator to see what kind of system they're running um, as far as, as fantasy implications. We talked about um, Damian Pierce in the offseason. Is he a buyer? Is he a sell candidate? I think it depends on sort of the system. If they're going to run a, a zone running scheme, still quarterback under center, I, I really think he's still uh, a good option for next year. But if they, they decide to get somebody who's going to maybe be in shotgun for uh, – 
let's say Bryce Young. I, I just don't think Damian Pierce is that guy. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how that uh, that moves forward as as an offense coordinator and defense coordinator. I don't know if you guys have any thoughts on on uh, Ryan's and his coordinators. Yeah, um, I'm just curious what's how that's going to impact maybe their choice at the top of the draft here, where if they're going to go really into the slow rebuild going into buffing up their defense or getting some really high level players at positions that are a little bit more safe of risk going the swinging the high road and going for a quarterback. I think they got a good quarterback. I, I understand D'Amico Ryan's a defensive guy, but take your shot. <laughs> I think there's good enough quarterbacks. Got to take your shot here. Yeah, I, I think so too. At this point, uh, they need a guy. Mills is not the long-term answer and they're not going to be good right away. Right. So why not now as, as he's, he's new into the position, they've got time. They need to start making it work in the long run. It, it makes all the sense in the world to, to take a swing now. Well, here's the thing. You expect your players to improve from year to year, right? You expect a new head coach to get more out of your players. You're at pick two. You're not going to be a pick two next year. If you're, if you're basing off of that, you're going to be at pick seven, pick eight, and then you're looking at giving up three first-round picks to a team that most likely, if they're at the the top, they're not going to trade trade their pick away for Caleb Williams or Drake May, those two quarterbacks that are coming in the 2024 class. So I, I just think you got to take your quarterback, see where the chips lie. If they stink, you might be in that spot again. So uh, that's my two what? cents. What is interesting is that he was just in a system. Not only is he a defensive guy where you could say, hey, let me go get the best defensive player available. Um, he, he's all, he was also in a system where they went to the NFC Championship or, yeah, yeah. NFC Championship game with Mr. Irrelevant. So he could argue, hey, we can make it happen. But I, I think I'm I think guys. I'm more on that route where I don't think that the roster is ready to take advantage and put a quarterback in position to succeed right now. So I think going a little bit more of the slow build and going for building up maybe like a Will Anderson or something like that um, to make sure that they have the pieces in place to actually succeed while their quarterback is on a rookie contract and maybe playing um, like who are some of those even like the skill position guys like you draft a quarterback who is he throwing to like how is he going to be put in a position to succeed uh, if you actually were to take a quarterback you go through growing pains just like you did with Trevor Lawrence. You get a guy in a rookie contract, then you get to spend $60 million in the offseason to, to get some of those guys and, and get offensive linemen. That, that's how I would do it. But Because I just feel like there's so much change throughout the year in the NFL where you can go from a two-seed to a seven-seed. Like, two games could separate that. So um, I, they just show flashes at the end of the year. So, anyways, let's move on to Super Bowl predictions. So we know who it is. Chiefs-Eagles. I need a score and who wins. I got 27 to 24, and I got the Chiefs uh, taking the game. I have 31-21 Kansas City. I have 30-27 the Eagles. Ooh. I have 35-28 to 28 Chiefs. Well, if these are anywhere close, I think that sounds like a pretty good game, like a high-scoring game with uh, some of these awesome offenses. That's going to be a, a really fun game to watch. Yeah, I just hope both sides are healthy. 
I, like I hope Mahomes is good enough where he can move around. The receivers are good enough to move around because obviously that changed a lot of things too. Um, let's let's talk dynasty. So um, throughout the year we always talk about redraft and what our rankings are for this year. Let's let's forward think a little bit. We're gonna do a buy and sell at each position. This is for you can you can call it super flex if you want to, and then it's half point PPR. So uh, let's start with the quarterback position. Who is your quarterback buy in dynasty fantasy football? Yeah, for me, my buy is Trevor Lawrence. I know his price point is going to be significantly different than it was last offseason, but I do think that he took a massive step this year, and he's poised to be take at least two or three next year as well, um, getting even better you know, another year into the system, some more weapons. I think that's going to be his arrows pointing straight up. Yeah, the problem for me, I think it's just super expensive. Like, I would love Incredibly to buy expensive. Yeah. I just I don't even know if you can afford him. Yeah, unless yeah. you're you have multiple firsts. So I mean, certainly you would love to have him. For me, a guy that I think you could get really cheap is Russell Wilson. I I don't know why you wouldn't buy Russell Wilson in Dynasty. He's under contract for over three more years. He just got an incredible offensive mind that is going to help him. His floor rate or his his value right now is very low. So why not go get Russell Wilson if he is three quarters of as good as he was in Seattle? Like you're feeling good about that. And they, they're his contract. They literally just he cannot get out of that contract. Like yes. Denver can't. So he is for sure their quarterback for the next three years. For me, you guys are going to think I'm biased. Um, I just think you can get him for really cheap, Desmond Ritter. Um, I think he's going to be the starting quarterback in Atlanta next year, unless they can get Lamar Jackson. I don't think they're going to go out and get somebody in the middle. Um, so I, I think they can compete in the NFC South with Desmond Ritter. I think he can be your quarterback too in a super flex league. Um, so I would trade for him. I I don't think you have to give up much, a second or a third round pick. Um, for an established, hopefully starting quarterback. Um, that's what I would do for Desmond Ritter. Yeah, mine was Russell Wilson. Um, same reasons Bradley laid out. Um, he's older, so he's not going to cost as much. And I, and I do think there's a world, a, a very good reality where he performs much, much better than he did this year. He still has some weapons. They're going to do something there. Um, could be a good situation for him. Who are you selling? I'm selling Tua. You're selling Tua. I'm selling Tua. His injuries scare me quite a bit um, with his uh, head situation. So I really hope for the guy that he can figure it out. But I just think that there's dice rolls on that you that are safer than just banking on concussions not rearing its ugly head. No pun intended. Again. Yeah, I I would sell Brock Purdy. Um, I think he has a decent amount of value. Someone, I can't remember where I saw, but they were talking about like, would you rather have a 2023 20, second or Brock Purdy? So the reality, the reality is, is that there's value there with Brock Purdy. And in my opinion, I don't believe he is going to be the quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers. Certainly does not help that he had an injury in the NFC championship game. Um, so it's either Trey Lance or it could be a, somebody else, a big free agent coming in. There was rookie drafts where I, I saw it on Twitter. doesn't tell lies. Uh, people were taking Brock Purdy over Kenny Pickett in rookie drafts or like in, <laughs> in startups. Like he was going that early. That's that was so obviously bad. before the injury. Uh, my sales, Matthew Stafford. I just think the years are limited. So if you sell him and get a, a I even think an early second round pick for him, I think you can count less than three years that Stafford's going to be in the league. So, um, and then there's just so much uncertainty with the Rams just with, New offensive coordinator, McVay, you just don't 
I'm not going to say you don't know how much he's committed. There's just been uncertainty there. So um, for that reason, I would just, I would sell Matt, Matt Stafford. I like it. Bradley and I are on the same page. I also had Brock Purdy. Um, I, I just feel like you more than likely you, you did, you picked him up. Anything you can get at this point, you might as well take. He's probably not going to be the starting quarterback in my opinion. So it seems like a, an easy win. Let's move to the running back position. Josh, who are you buying? I'm buying Najee, um, which is not, that's not, he's not a very sexy running back. Really? So I am. I think that wow. he's, he's got low end one, a high end running back two. Um, if he's healthy, you can basically write that, you know, take that to the bank. Um, his workload is going to be more or less guaranteed and his efficiency might not be there, but you don't really need that when you have the volume that he does. So if you, you, you feel great about him being your wider or running back too. And I would really love that situation. What would you have to give up for Najee Harris? Uh, see, that's a, that's the thing we're trading for running backs in, in dynasty in general. I'm not, a I think a first in change. Of. I think a first and change is probably the mark as well, which I mean, I'm not doing that because I don't generally speaking, like buying dynasty running backs. I would buy, I would buy Jonathan Taylor. Uh, He has seen a dip for a poor season last year. And there's a combination of things. He had a really bad team. Number one, Uh, number two, his offense line didn't really live up to the hype and he wasn't really healthy. So, I mean, I think, all three of those could improve in the off season. Yeah, I went I went deep on this one. I don't know if you guys agree with this. I would buy Rashad White, running back for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yep. I just think they can save money with Len- or cutting Leonard Fournette. Uh, I think they still have a running to be the best team in the NFC South. I just think that division is just not very good. And the question is, who are they going to bring in? Let's say they bring in Derek Carr. I think that's a tick up for Rashad White. If they bring in Jimmy Garoppolo, I think that's a tick up for Rashad White. Um, they might draft a quarterback. Really I, I don't know. So uh, I, I would look at buying Rashad White. I think it would be cheaper than what you would expect right now, especially with Fournette on the roster. That's a good call. Uh, I like Cam Akers as a potential buy. I Love think it. I think he's still young. I think there's still a, a – he's borderline on that – has a – really good potential still he finished this year a lot better than some people might expect when you kind of dig into the numbers and I do think his his stock is trending upward there his situation I hope is going to be better than it was this year Um, their offense should get back to kind of rolling a little bit like we're kind of used to with the Rams so I do like Akers stock trending up love it I think (laughs) yeah yeah I think there could be a lot more sells. So I'm interested to hear what you guys have for your sells for dynasty running backs. I'll start DeAndre Swift at the right price. I, mm-hmm. I think you, you can still charge a premium for it, but at the right price, I would sell DeAndre Swift. I think it could be an early first and a late second early for him. Early first. For Swift? Oh, yeah. He's still, still cares, Marriott. He's still a top 10 dynasty running back he's 23 24 years old so um i just i think jamal williams is gonna be back again next year hate that yeah no that that's <laughs> yeah. that's a really, that's a good shout what about you bradley well i have a list of three so I'm, i just want to see if you guys nice. like, go you guys, let everyone else go then yeah yeah so i had tony pollard i think that his ceiling is going to be capped with having zeke there i think this is going to be top of that mountain for him and you're gonna get a ton for trading tony pollard so 
I think that there's there's value to be had in other places that I would feel more comfortable with. And uh, Tony Pollard for that for me is that sell. I mean, I disagree with that one. Just coming off an ankle injury, I, I don't think that fantasy but owners will pay a lot for him. Plus, there's no guarantee that Zeke is going to still be there next year. You could get a first-round pick for Pollard, correct? Oh, yeah. I think so. I don't know if you could. But why were you batting an eye when I said early first-round pick for Swift, and you're saying for Pollard it's an easy first-round you, you, pick? You, you <laughs> didn't say early, though. You said a first-round pick. Jeremy, who's your who's your sell? Uh, one of my guys is is Alvin Kamara. Um, it's a guy I brought up before. I, to be honest, I don't even know what his value is right now. Like, I don't know what you can even get for him. But I think it makes all the sense in the world to try to see what you can. Um, there is some punishment, I'm assuming, coming at some point for him. And then mixed with just his decline in performance, he's just not the guy he used to be now am i saying that those days are completely done i don't think so because i think he still has value as a pass catcher but their offense has not looked like we thought what we thought it could be and does not does not help his case at all would you would you do so somebody said you're the kamara owner you offer a trade and you say i'll offer you alvin kamara for k makers would you do that I would take Kamara. I think I would take Cam Akers. I think I would, would which sounds crazy, like when it's saying that out loud. It is crazy. I think that's really close. That's interesting because you get younger. Yep. Bradley, who are your three cells? Uh, My first one is Nick Chubb. I think you can get a lot for him as he's aging, a lot of tread on the tires. Um, and I just think that this offseason is going to be making that trade right for the for the Browns, for Deshaun Watson. So I think you're going to come into the offseason or into the training camp, and it's going to be more of a, this is Deshaun Watson's offense. So I think he's a guy that you could get a lot of value for and still retain a good amount of assets. The second one is Ramondre Stevenson. I think this season was probably the, the peak for Ramondre Stevenson. I think he's going to be doing a little bit more sharing in a Bill Belichick. I mean, we talked probably about a year ago that we don't trust a single running back in a Bill Belichick offense. So the good thing with Ramondre is that he has pass catching upside. And just the last one for me is Miles Sanders. I, I would, I would, That's I, a would good sell, I would sell Miles Sanders just because there's talks about them bringing in a running back next year. Kenneth Gainwell's looked pretty good this postseason as really well. Good. Like he's looked really good. So. I think one is either going to be a running back by committee or they're going to bring someone else in. And that scares me for Miles Sanders because he is probably going to have a touchdown regression from this next year, from this last year. I think that's a good one. I, I don't know if I agree totally with the Ramondre. It'd have to be, you'd have to get a premium price for him to sell him. Dude. I just, I don't know if I, I trust. Did you get two first for Ramondre? Oh, I would do that in a heartbeat. I don't think you can get wait. First. I don't think you can get that. First and a second? I would probably do the picks for that. I was thinking if somebody offered me a first, I probably wouldn't do it. I would agree with that. If I I got offered a first and second, I would pull the trigger. Yep, I would as well. Let's talk wide receivers. Who's a buy here for you? I'll start quick. It was a my guy for me. It's Rashad Bateman. He's going to get healthy coming into the the new season. He was invested heavily in as a first-round pick. Whether or not it's Lamar Jackson or a different quarterback, I feel good about Rashad Bateman having positive regression from last year. You don't have to get. You don't have to give up much either. Exactly. Yeah. 
What do you think that price point is? Early second. I was going to say a mid-second round pick. Something like that. Yeah. I like that. What about you, Becker? Well, I'm going to find Brady here again. No, um, no, no. Don't don't take me. Or Who are you taking? My, mine's Deontay Johnson. Okay. Um, I, I think, oh, that's good. <laughs> I, think, I thought we were talking yeah, sell. I'm like, ouch. No, no, no. I, I, again, I, I had K-Makers, and here we go with Deontay Johnson. I, I just think there's there's a lot um, a lot coming here for for Deontay Johnson. Like he he the amount of targets he's had with the little end zone appearances. Like there there is there is a lot uh, on the horizon for him, and I, I do think Kenny Pickett is coming coming into his own. Um, so I think his stock is definitely trending uh, the right direction. We talked last year about Miles Sanders not getting in the end zone, and this last year or this this year that fantasy season he got in multiple times. I think we could see the same for Deontay Johnson. Agreed. I think that's a really good idea. Uh, for me, it was Brandon Ayuk. Um, I think he's in that tier of wide receivers, like really good wide receiver twos that could get traded to a team like maybe the Niners or I'm not sorry, not the Niners, Chicago or Baltimore that really needs um wideouts, uh, and then be a potential alpha on that team and really ascend in value. So getting ahead of that, I think would be a really good idea. I hope the Niners wouldn't give up too much to trade for Brandon Ayuk. Yeah, it doesn't seem tough. <laughs> no, I don't think that's a uh, malpractice. If you ask me, <laughs> yeah. my, uh, my dynasty wide receiver by you guys are going to think I'm an idiot, but it's, it's T Higgins. I, I would pay a premium for him. I like, I would pay a, a, a top three pick and change anything, but, but the one. Uh, and some change for T. Thank Higgins. You, thank you for clarifying. Besides, that. besides the one on one, I would trade that and a, a late second round pick for T. Higgins. Let's go through this list. We'll play a game. T. Higgins or T. Higgins or Debo Samuel. T. Higgins. T. Higgins or Amon Ross St. Brown. T. Higgins. Uh, we'll go Amon Ra. I'm going. I'm going Amon Ra. T. Higgins, but that's it's T. Higgins for me. I don't. Th- I don't think it's close for me. Uh, Stephon Diggs. A T. I would go with T. Higgins. Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill. Jalen Waddle. Jalen Waddle. Waddle. Yes, Waddle. T. T. Higgins. T. Higgins for me as well. C. D. Lamb. C. D. Lamb. C. D. Same. A. J. Brown. A. J. Brown. A. J. Brown. AJ Brown, and then Chase and Jefferson. So you're talking about a top five dynasty receiver right now. There's no I chance I wouldn't give up a. a I said a, more than two. I said more than five for who I would take. Yeah, well, Higgins <laughs> is better than Waddle. So, <laughs> at least for my list, he is a he's four or five. Him and AJ Brown are close for me, um, for dynasty wide receiver. So I I would, and then plus, you don't know where the heck he's going to go. Maybe he's going to be a wide receiver one somewhere. Too. So yeah. I I just think he's incredibly safe. He's a good player. I would trade for T. Higgins. That's a, a, uh, really quick. I, I know you hate this website, but I think it's <clears throat> it's interesting because it just gauges the interest of the dynasty community as a whole. Um, I went on key trade cut quick and wanted to see what wide receivers would be ahead of T. They had Garrett Wilson above him. Oh, no chance. In... I think that's a pretty easy T for me. Mm-hmm. Is that you guys agree with that? Yeah. That's really interesting. Yeah. Not yeah. Uh wide receiver sells. This is gonna come as a surprise to you guys. And 
I have him in multiple leagues. Um, interested in shipping him out is Amonra St. Brown. Yep. Top 10 fantasy receiver dynasty wise. I don't know if it gets better than it has the last two seasons for him. Jared Goff is going to be done after this year. So he's going to be tagged to a young quarterback. Plus Jamison Williams is going to get healthy. I don't know if that helps him or if it hurts him. I just don't know if it gets better than it did these last two seasons. And I think what you could get for him is tremendous. You get a lot for him. That's interesting of it. This being the best is going to get in the next few years. Cause I think Jameson Williams is going to take a massive step forward. He actually might be a pretty good buy candidate for me. Um, cause he didn't really get to see much of his upside. Um, and he's going to be healthy by training camp, but that's a really interesting point, Bradley. My cell is Cooper cup. Sorry, Jeremy. I, he's at that age where I, I don't want to fall for Julio. I don't want to fall for, any of those other receivers that hit that 28, 29 years old. Um, I think Cooper Cup's going to be 30 by the season, the start of the season next year. Um, you can still get a lot for him. I would trade trade him for the one or two good years. Unless you're totally all-in competing, I would trade Cooper Cup. That's fair. Same rationale, but Devontae Adams for me. Oh, wide receiver seven, got it. <laughs> We don't know who's throwing him the ball. <laughs> He's immensely talented. But one counterpoint, one th- reason why I was kind of second guessing with that is I feel how he wins in the NFL is not predicated on his athleticism. Um, it's more of like he's a really cerebral receiver where he's getting separation on route running, not necessarily just contested catches or blazing past people. And so like I think the counterpoint would that be maybe he's going to age a little bit more gracefully than like a Julio who was just an athletic freak was separation i, I feel like it's I, agree, I agree to a point he is a very smart receiver you talk about how he sets up his routes he understands what defenses try to do to him he's also a very good athlete <laughs> jeremy Fair. who's your cell uh mine is mike evans i i'd be interested in what to... you could get from mike evans yeah i don't know either and that, all of famer mike what... evans <laughs> That's what makes this list, or you know, putting him on this list a hesitation because I just, it might be better just to keep him and see what you what value you have there than to 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 ship him off because his value is probably not super high with Brady out the door. But I I do think it's worth at least looking to see what you could get for him. That's fair. Let's talk tight ends real quick. Who's a buy candidate for tight ends? I'll go first. Kyle Pitts. <laughs> I knew we were going to talk about him, but I thought we'd be more talking about him in this. What do you have to get? Category. What do you have to? What do you have to um, get to give him? Early second. I would do that <laughs> in a second. Wait, are you still serious? Oh, I think that he's going to garner a lot more than that. He's been terrible. What? I know. You can, I know, but you he's can't so poop young. on him and then think that he needs a he get a first round pick. Well, I him. just figure he's the young, young, super young and athletic. So I thought. What do you think he would go for? I think you can get a first for him. I would so I said, middle so to I late. Said early second. Fair enough. Fair enough. I had Cole Komet. I think people still kind of view his season as how it started. Uh, and I think Fields is primed to take a stride as a passer next year. That's why I had Cole Komet. I had Patty F. I think I talked about him last week in our tight end show. I was impressed with Kenny Pickett. Pat Fryermuth was also a really good tight end. I think he takes another step forward. Yep. Uh, mine, mine's a guy who's going to come super cheap. 
and that's Mike Gusecki. Uh, he's he he performed as a low end tight end one for for two straight years, and then last year was a massive disappointment in what you know we thought was could be a good one for him and a good offense. He's going to be at in a new location. He's a very athletic, talented tight end, and at that position, that's kind of what you're looking for is a, is some opportunity with a guy who could perform, and you could get him for basically dirt cheap. What about uh, Mike Isicki in Dallas? That'd be interesting. Be kind of fun. That would That'd be, be actually pretty good, I think, for him. All right, who are we selling? Uh, that's a great transition to my guy, Dalton Schultz. I just think that he has performed well for fantasy these past couple of years, but I just don't think his athleticism gives him that high of a ceiling at the position um, where he's just been in a really great situation for tight ends, and he's just been capitalizing on that. Yeah, I think his time in Dallas is probably done, and he had – I don't know if it gets better than what it does in Dallas for him. So I guess I, I agree with that. For me, it's Zach Ertz. Whatever you can get for him, go ahead and sell him. Coming off a, a season-ending injury, his age is definitely a concern. Plus, Kyler Murray not starting this season next year. It's a good one. Jeremy, Jeremy McBride taking a stride. Good. Uh, I have zero idea what you can get for him. But whatever you can, it's going to do better on your team than what he did for you this year, and that's Darren Waller. And I'm assuming he gets moved. I, that feels kind of likely. Just with them being a new quarterback, I don't, who knows? Maybe it's not, maybe it is. But if he ends up in a different position, that could be leverage to use some of that hype to get him out the door off your team. I'd be cautious to sell him. You'd have to get some hype. You have to pay for. You have to get something for him to sell that talent. I would hold off for now because either way, it's going to get better than what it is right now whether or not they bring in an Aaron Rodgers or whether or not they trade him. Either way, it's going to get his value is going to go up if you sell him in two months versus today. So I agree about selling him, but just hold off until something happens that increases his stock. You guys are going to hate mine. I have two. Uh, George Kittle, Travis Kelsey. I would sell both those, both those players if you are not one of the top three or two best teams in your league because oh, yeah. you could still get a lot for him. Yeah, so, I would agree with that caveat. I mean, I, I agree with you. I sold Travis Kelsey to you because you were in went competing and I was in, in a rebuild. So I, I totally agree with that. Yeah, and it worked out great for me. Yeah. Not even a little bit. <laughs> uh, any other thoughts on Dynasty? Did we miss any players that you wanted to talk about? One, one player that I just really quickly you guys can choose either the buy or sell category because he's still semi-young at the quarterback position, and I wasn't sure which way to put him, and that would be Dak Prescott. Sell. He's a big fantasy name. A lot of a lot of websites a still have name. him as a top seven quarterback in Dynasty. Yep. If you could get capital for him being that ranked that high, I would sell him. Deshaun Watson or Dak Prescott? Dak. I would do Dak. Dak. Dak or Kyler. I would probably do Kyler. Kyler. Yeah, so that's probably the line. Dak or Tua. Dak. I would probably do Dak. That's I would as well. So that's probably the line. He's a low end QB one. I would say the no in Dynasty. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. 
Um, all right, good. Good talk. Let's uh, let's take a quick break. We'll come back and do uh, big boards. Hi, guys. This is Jeremy Becker from the 4th and a Mile podcast. Just wanted to thank you guys for tuning in and remind you to follow us on Twitter at 4th and a Mile Pod. That's 4th and a Mile Pod. Thanks, guys. And now back to the sports. Welcome back into the 4th and a Mile podcast. We're doing some draft talk now, our top 10 prospects. So how we're going to do this, um, I'm going to give my 10th player. We're going to talk about the player and then see where everybody else has them ranked. And then we'll finish with the... Uh, overview of where our top tens are. So we're going to talk, I would, I don't want to assume, but I would guess close to 15 prospects is where we're going to probably see the, yeah. the difference here. So uh, I'll get us started. My 10th overall prospect as of today um, is Tyree Wilson, edge defender out of Texas Tech. Do you guys have him on your list? I do not. I do. I have him at 10 as well. I have him at six. Okay. I think the name of the game for Tyree Wilson is athleticism. Uh, if you would draft a player, uh, you're going to oh, draft wait. him. Based <laughs> I lied. On the I have him at nine. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, my mistake. Okay. Tyree Wilson, athleticism, name of the game. Uh, you'd be drafting on traits, which I, I think a lot of teams like. So uh, I, I've personally seen him as high as pick three to Arizona. Yep. So uh, the athleticism is real there. Uh, number nine for me is Paris Johnson Jr., uh, the offensive tackle from Ohio State. Um, he is my offensive tackle one. Where do you guys have him? Or do you have him in your top ten? I do not yes. have him in my top ten. Interesting. I have him at five. Okay. Jeremy? I have him at ten. Okay. I, I believe – maybe we should talk to the hog molly expert, but uh, I believe he is consensus OT1. I, I don't know if that's uh Depends who you're talking to. Yeah, okay. I would say there's there's well, consensus would be a lot of people. Yeah, I was gonna say then <laughs> then probably not then. Okay. Uh, at eight, I, I think this is where you guys might not have any have him on your list. Devon Witherspoon, cornerback from Illinois, is number eight on my list. And is he on your list? He is not on my list. He he's not in my top ten though. Okay. Uh six foot cornerback. Uh, six foot. All right. He makes birdies top 10. No doubt about it. No, six foot's actually a little small for that. So, uh, but I, from what I, I have not, I have not watched a film, but what I have heard is explosive athleticism up in your face. Yeah. So, uh, I'm excited to dive into the film of him. So should I move to seven or am I missing somebody in your guys' seven through 10 that you would like to bring up? Oh, you're missing a lot of my seven through 10, but I feel like we should just keep going. Okay. For the sake of I'll the keep exercise. going through my list. Okay. I'll keep going through my list at seven. I have miles Murphy edge from Clemson. Yep. Got him at six. I have him as an honorable mention. So he'd be my 11th player. I have him at three right now. So Whoa, let's, I like it. That's, that's good. Yeah. Skilled. Skilled. I, I think he's a good player. And number six, solid. I hope. Yeah. I hope everybody has him on, on their list. Christian Gonzalez, cornerback from Oregon. Negative. I, do not have him on my list. I, we, knew, I knew Brady was going to have him up here. I have he's him, kind of I have corner him heavy. Him. He's our corner guy. <laughs> I, I knew Brady would have him. He's, I mean, isn't he 6'2"? I knew Brady was going to have him up Brady there. loves big corners. Just absolutely has a soft have... spot in his heart for long. Fellas, 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 fellas. Fellas. I, 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 I,
I, I just watched the film today before the pod. He won't be at six for draft time. He's going. He's drilling. skyrocketing, and I know a lot of people. I a lot of people in the industry they have Devon Witherspoon as their their corner one right now. Um, I it'll take a lot for me to switch Christian Gonzalez, Devon Jeez. Witherspoon in the other corners. He's Plans six foot two. Playing. He's twenty years old, so he hasn't been playing the position that long. Uh, I the player. Anyways, uh, number five. You guys might be a little surprised by this one. Will Anderson, edge out of Alabama. How high yeah. is he for you guys? He is my uh, number yeah, one, one player. He is my number one player. So he you're... It's ludicrous. I, I don't even know why we're doing this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> number five. He's five for me. If you have CJ Stroud above Will Anderson, go ahead and side yourself off. That is the most brutal thing ever. It's not brutal. It's not it brutal. is brutal. It's not brutal. <laughs> Being a top five player in a good class is a good thing. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hate on the player, but not when he's consensus one. He's not consensus one. That's top just two. not true. He's consensus top. Yeah, two. he's five. He's five. <laughs> Maybe somebody else should have given their list. Anyways. So can you guys go through your Bradley? You had him at one. Jeremy, where'd you have him? One. Josh. One. Oh wow. Wow. What do you? Oh, oh wow. What do you mean? Oh, oh wow. Whoa. <laughs> <What do you laughs> oh. <laughs> that should not be a surprise. He won't be consensus one for fourth in a mile because he's gonna be five for me. Anyways, number four for me is Bijan Robinson, running back from Texas. You guys got him. Three. Got him at ten. I have him at five. Good player. We'll talk about him a lot. So, so we, yeah, we, we so don't need to get, we, we don't, we are going to talk about him a lot from the draft season and in fantasy. So we don't need to get into him too much right now. There's, there's at, no way he goes later than 15, right? I think there's a world where he does. Oh yeah. I, I don't know how. I know he's that good, but just try and find a, a home for him. Is Carolina going to pick him at seven? It'd be smart too. Yeah. Well, just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, yeah, I, I would agree As with that. The holder of the 101, I hope Carolina takes him. He'd be great there. He would be really good there. At uh, at number three for me, I have Bryce Young, quarterback from Alabama. I also have him at three. I have him at four. I have him at seven. Oh. You a hater? <laughs> you sipping on the hater rate, Becker. Thoughts? Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> I don't know what to say after that. <laughs> At number two for me, I have Jalen Carter, defensive lineman from Georgia. The best also player in this two. class is CJ Stroud for you. That is so unreal. We are talking about the second best player, Jalen Carter, right now. Where do you guys have him? <laughs> I have I met two. two. I've met I two. have met two as well. Perfect. He's, he's consensus too. And at number one, the big fella from Ohio State. Number seven, C.J. Stroud is the best player in the 2023 class. Number four. I have him at nine. I have him at four. Wait, you have him over Bryce Young now, Becker? I do. He's my QB three. C.J. Stroud is? Yep. Well, that's dumb. I can't believe we're talking about him as the the number one player in this class. We are. Uh, that's wild. Yeah, 100% are. <laughs> That's so wild. We will continue to have this conversation. Okay, I can't wait. This will be good. Okay, Bradley, go through players that we missed from you. Uh, 
you missed my eighth player, which was Anthony Richardson. I have him as my QB two. Oh my, no, no. That's not bold. I don't think that's dumb. He's, He's got, got bold. So it's dumb. To, he has so many traits to be the best quarterback in this class. So with athleticism, arm talent, stick. Would you be happy with that? I would be. Pick I would stick be. pick. I would be. I would hundred percent be okay with that. Uh, number seven for me, I have Joe, Joey Porter Jr. Uh, that's my cornerback one at this point. Um, I'll have to have some conversations with uh, our cornerback guy because I clearly am missing something. Let's talk. <laughs> you missing something. <laughs> uh, number six, I have Broderick Jones, offensive tackle for Georgia. Super raw, super athletic. He has some things he can clean up, but there is no reason why he cannot be an elite offensive tackle in this class. Uh, and then another offensive tackle who I have as my number one offensive tackle is Peter Skoranowski. From Northwestern. That's where I had him at. Gosh, (laughs) you had half the list. (laughs) There's 15 players. (laughs) Who else are we missing? I had Jordan Addison at eight. Um, I thought that there's kind of a three horse race right now with my wide receiver one, and he is the clubhouse leader right now. Um, But I had him at eight, and then like Bradley said, Skornowski at seven. That's the only two that were not mentioned. Uh, my eighth and ninth player were off the list. My eighth is, is it Brian Brisey, right? Uh-huh. Brian Brisey. Yep. Brisey. Okay. Apologies. Okay. Brisey. My fault. And then my it's number Brisey nine. Now. It's Brisey. Is, uh, <laughs> is uh, Brian Branch. Interesting. Safeties stand up. Yep. I love Chris Gonzalez. You got Brian Branch in there. I, I said he's at 11. Uh, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> uh, we'll have a lot of draft talk in the next three it's months. It's going to be interesting so to see how much this changes in the next three months. Yep. So this is where one's got to go. Uh, we're doing the 2023 class. So this is, for, this is probably for fantasy owners. Um, the, the four positions, which one of these positions has to go uh, from a skill standpoint um, from this class? So quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end. Which one's got to go? For me, this one's not very hard, and it's the wide receiver position that has to go. That's what I had as well. The top end talent didn't isn't there as much as the other positions are. I'm right there with you. Both. Same for me. Let's uh, let's rank the the groups in order, strongest to least strongest. So I get it in context for what is normal. So I had tight end as number one. I had quarterback as number two. Wide running backs is three and wide receivers four. I had running backs one, tight ends two, quarterbacks three, wide receivers four. Mine was the same. Mine would be the same as Bradley's list. And mine was the same as Josh's. Yeah, so. running backs at three, huh? Blake Corum would have really helped this class out. Um I just think it, it's it's Bijan, it's Gibbs. I think it falls off after that, a little bit. It's still good players, but like you just don't know solidified fantasy value players in the class. Right. There's gonna be impact. You're gonna find them all over the place, but uh, as of right now, the tight end position's loaded this year. It is. It is. Yeah. And anytime you have the best player in the the class, the quarterback, you gotta give him some love too. <laughs> You're just cheesing me. What? Saying that. 
<laughs> I absolutely love it. Anything else, guys, before we sign off? Nope. All right. Well, that wraps up this episode of Fourth and a Mile. Thank you so much for joining us. Go deep. See you.